Hey tribe, welcome to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. Now, here at Word Up, we host a number of different podcast series, including Words Are Matter, Planetary Service Announcements, Witchy Life Hacks, The Conscious Awesome Show with my amazing co-host, Justin Polgar. It's where we play Spot the Propaganda together, and it's where we have high-vibe, deep-diving conversations with amazing humans. So be sure to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for this week's episode. In today's Conscious Awesome show, we explore optics, performative theatrics, doing things because they look good. Trust me, this is a juicy one. Be sure to subscribe to the Word Up Podcast Network, where we host not just the Conscious Awesome show, but we also host Words Are Matter, Spot the Propaganda, Witchy Life Hacks, Planetary Service Announcements, and interviews with brilliant, amazing humans. As well, you can track Justin and myself over at ConsciousAwesome.Locals.com. It's where we post all the videos of our podcast, yes, there's a visual version. It's also where we have live streams, where the community gathers, and where we post word of special products, offerings, and all sorts of things. Now, let's talk about chocolate. Where are you at? Is your cupboard full? Is there someone that you can gift chocolate because sharing is caring and caring is cool? Head on over to Yes Cacao and stock up on high vibe adaptogenic functional chocolate that tastes freaking delicious. And as long as you're treating yourself, why not nab a copy of Danny's latest book, Pop Propaganda, an illustrated guide, which isn't just educational and informative and hilarious and brilliant, it's illustrated and appropriate for teens. Available through the links in our show notes. Enjoy the show. I want to congratulate you, DK. I want to congratulate our audience. I'm going to congratulate myself as well because this is our 30th episode. Oh, yeah. We're like almost grown-ups. We will be grown-ups in a few. In a few. <laughs> we take full responsibility for our omniscopic state as not grown-up or child exclusively. We are here to be all, all states and have the freedom to choose. Woo! Yes. 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 Welcome to the Conscious Awesome Show with your co-host, Danny Katz. Me <laughs> in a beautiful, beautiful sweatshirt Thank like you. that, and I am Justin Polgar, your other host, your your co-host. There's two co-hosts. We're a co-hosted show where we deep dive into what's conscious, what's awesome, and kind of put a lens, put a lens onto the world as far as okay, this is what's going on, or these are interesting topics or things that are tickling us, experiences that we've had, etc., and put a conscious awesome lens on it. 
so we can continually improve the way that we both see and receive what we are seeing. Uh, because as we do that, life gets richer and more delicious and uh, hopefully more, more enjoyable in a holistic level. Holistic enjoyment is our thing. <laughs> that's, that's the tagline. Conscious Awesome Show, holistic enjoyment is our thing. Yeah, that kind of works. That kind of works. Nice um, specs, Justin. I like your eyebrow. Thank eyewear. you. Thank you. I also, um, I give you kudos, big time kudos, because those have such, they're so shapely. Thank you. You know, when Rainbow Optics was kind and generous enough to send me a bunch of color therapy glasses, they did all the choosing. So I am in a constant state of surrender as far as which colored lenses are on my face. And uh, are those uh, pink? They are pink, they're light pink, they make everything rosy and just a little bit softer and more loving. And which chakra? Is there is there a chakra aligned to it or is it just rainbow? They do not use the chakra system in any of their written materials that I've seen or any of their branding. I just choose to, to overlay what I know about the chakras on the specs that they sent me. I've done the same. Um, I've, I've taken the leap. I've taken my liberties with color therapy glasses before. Whereas wearing red glasses really get me rooted. Exactly. Boom. And wearing purple glasses pretty spaciously open. Shen Fantastic. open. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, uh, Danny, you have amazing specs on, and I, I'm wearing my specs. What's our topic today on this, the 30th Conscious Awesome show well, episode? I'm so glad you asked, Justin, because our topic, episode 30, is optics. Optics. La, 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 la. Optics. Optics. Yeah. Okay. What is optics? Well, I, I want to say optic was a term that you introduced me to. When I, was, I don't even remember the specific instance, but I was lamenting some sort of shallow appearance of, you know, fill in the energetic, equity, diversity, whatever, freedom. And you explained Virtue. to me. Right, exactly. And you explained to me, oh, that's optics, which seems to be uh, like, a, I mean, is that, it feel, I mean, not like the word is new in our lexicon, but it's, it seems like it's been injected into our lexicon in a new way over the past few years. I don't know, time's so weird. Could, could be minutes, could be eons, can't really tell. Well, you know, sometimes words become co-opted. We have witnessed this. Sometimes words take on meanings that are uh, uh, useful in social engineering. I don't know how else to say it. That's basically what's happened here. So optics is how you see something, right? So um, it's the wait, surface. Wait, is optics how you see something or how you're being programmed to see something? It, it's how it's something is being shown to you, actually. Okay. It's how something is being shown to you. Thank you for that. We are welcome. Um, yeah, so 
the optics are how something is being shown to you. It's the surface. It's the, uh, it's the catalog view, essentially. And it is mostly controlled by the, uh, the narrator. It's mostly controlled by someone who has an idea or a preference of how you think about something. And this occurs everywhere from, you know, business and commerce where, you know, greenwashing is a great example of optics where I don't know if this has happened to you before, but you're in the grocery store, you're moving quickly. You see a product. It has the colors and the aesthetic of something that will be clean and organic. It has this very, you know, it has an effect. It speaks to me as a target market for their optics. And I grab it, put it in the cart, get home, look at it, and I'm reading the ingredients and I'm like, why did I buy this? I'm not, why would I, why did I buy this? And so that's, uh, that's how optics kind of takes place, you know, maybe in commerce and in, in food. Uh, optics also takes place a lot in the investing sphere. It's VCs, I mean, the whole, rise it's like speculation it's the promise of tomorrow it's all of these things wound up in a pretty marketing package and saying this is what it is and then what qualifies it in my book as an optic is when it doesn't actually hit that so like would tesla and the marketing behind tesla come under the category of optics uh can you be more specific well, as far as how earth rapey the production of Teslas are and how earth rapey uh, the factories are and how earth rapey the batteries are. It, it paused. I didn't hear what you said. Uh, oh. Earth rapey. Um, I just got, I, you left me at earth rapey. Okay. So how earth rapey um, they are to produce, how earth rapey the batteries are, how earth rapey their whole factory structure are. And yet the, the lore is that they're an environmentally friendly vehicle. Right. That would be an optics situation. Right. Um, I think things that are, are sold to us or are being sold to us as something that, that is just only good generally generally optics are being employed especially with large corporations um or with elections if i wanted to take it there right or with our entire um global pandemic <laughs> right the right. optics of the mask which has been scientifically proven to do nothing except harm the health of the wearer that's an optics right yeah that's that's a socially conditioned optic of like this means something this is a symbol for this right 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 I mean, like, without the checking of it yeah yeah so i mean i can see so many sort of uh creepy places to take the optics conversation what what is at the, the forefront of your mind in this realm? In the realm of optics? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to take something like optics and this topic and this thing that's very prevalent in our culture. And I want to put the conscious awesome lens on. Anyone who's listening, if you have some sunnies, some shades, some lens near you, it may be beneficial to wear them for this episode. 
I think it will absolutely were... be beneficial. It's going to help you put on, it's going to help you see with more clarity, more consciousness, and more awesomeness. Yeah. What she said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I want to talk about and kind of dive into where we can bring conscious, awesome awareness to, to optics. A, to catch them and to be able to identify them. It's also an, it's an internal game, too, because sometimes, I, I mean, I'm guilty for wanting the thing to be. I want the thing to be what they're saying it to be. I want to give the benefit of the doubt to the person who is presenting this to me uh, because I want to believe that this, yeah, this is they have my best interest involved um in mind or they have so i i have to keep that in check mm, you know and examples uh from our from our favorite guru thing uh it's not you, you trust a thief to be a thief it's not that you don't there's a difference between i don't trust thieves and and i trust a thief to be a thief because the first two words of the sentence is i trust and when, or I don't trust. So if you, if you are taking your, your, your store of trust and diluting it with not trust versus placing an accurate awareness of something and your historical experience and creating a more complete reality. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And it's also so much more empowering to trust a thief to be a thief right? Because I get to remain in an expanded state versus yeah. I don't trust. There's like a cutting off that's implied or that I'm, I'm feeling is implied or some sort of contraction there. So I, when you're it, we're explaining it, it feels more expansive and empowering to trust a thief to be a thief or a liar to be a liar or a CCP party trader to be a CC party trader to just know what we're dealing with, whether they have vagina or melanin in their skin. So to just trust them to be what they are beyond the optics of what we're being indoctrinated to believe is more important than like quality of character or historical record or policy or allegiance. I didn't mean to take us off on a, yeah. too much of a creepy tangent, but it just came out of my mouth hole. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You you did tell me. That's exactly that's exactly what you right. told me. The things the words that spilled out of your mouth hole is what you were told me. Awesome. Um, yeah. The I, I think that there's there's an advantage in understanding the world of optics and also the trust and how much trust we're able to hold, in keeping it open and allowing it to change. So I, I trust the thief to be a thief, and when that sh thief shows me that the thief is also a magician, then I trust the thief to also be a magician. You know, like there, there's an openness and allowing for, for, for things to change and to move. Do you have an example? And by having this, that, that thief in, showed you that that thief was a magician? Um, I heard an example yesterday, not the thief to magician, but the, um, I was actually, I heard a story about a, uh, a guy who's living in Arkansas and uh, he, that I've heard that this happens where people come and take take signs and uh, so he has a camera he has like a security camera he checked the the yard and he saw that it was a neighborhood a neighborhood kid that was like you know eight years old 
would come in the middle of the night and take it. And so he didn't, he didn't really want to, you know, confront the, the child, but he also wanted the child to learn the lesson. And so he, he, he trusted the child to be the thief that took his Trump sign. But he also took the initiative and took responsibility by calling the police. The police called the, the house, you know, because that's kind of the system that we have. You know, not like the kid really got in trouble, but he got a talking to. And then the next day, the father of the child came and knocked on the door with the child and said, hey, I want you to, and this is a Latino family, and the guy who's having the experience is a, is a Caucasian guy. And he, uh, he said, I wanted, my, I wanted to bring my son over here to apologize. And, uh, and so the son apologized, and, and the guy said, you know, what made you do that? He's like, well, you know, I've, um, I heard that he's done a lot of bad things and he's a bad guy. And then the guy took the opportunity to dissolve the optics. He said, you know, a lot of people will say that other people do bad things, uh, but it's usually not the whole picture. And you have to look yourself to see what's going on, which I was like, wow, kudos to you just, just speaking to an eight-year-old like this. And he said, who told you that? He said, my teachers at school, which is that was kind of a, ooh, that was like a ooh in the story, even though there's no soundtrack. And, um, and so I, 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 I thought of that as an example of someone who was being trusted to be a thief and then was being trusted to be open to learning and then being trusted to be in a community. Like we share a community. It dissolved that, that us versus them. Okay, I like that. Great. So, yeah, you know, to be, to be honest, I, I'm feeling a little bit like this topic. I want to like bring it in a little bit because we're, um, I don't know if we have a specific thing to talk because we're just talking about optics and the, and the definition becoming familiar with the term optics. But I feel like we're, we're reaching. I'm, well, I'm having that experience. Yeah, no, I get it because, and I'm, I'm, I'll tell you where I'm at and then you can help figure out where we want to go. Because the, the pieces that are coming to mind, one is just that, that we've become a society that's beholden to op optics means that we're a very shallow society. So the examples that are coming to mind, and feel free to steer me elsewhere, but one was when I went, hopped on my Zoom ballet class this week, and my dance teacher, who's a dance teacher, and doesn't follow politics, and isn't tracking, and isn't doing that thing, announce how excited she is about our new vice president. So, so moving aside that that hasn't been decided and all of that, my thought was like, what, are you excited because of all the black and brown people she imprisoned for marijuana? Are you excited because of all the parents she imprisoned for truancy? Are you excited because her husband is tied in with Big Pharma? Or are you excited because of the optics of her East Indian skin color and her vagina. So, so that was my first thing of like, are, are we excited for the right reasons? And maybe she is. Maybe she's done all of her due diligence and she's super stoked to have this cop who's like really hard on crime in, great. And then the other piece that came to mind is how excited everyone was and continues to be about Obama, despite his record of atrocious human rights violations 
and wars and the Dakota pipeline and bringing back the slave trade in Libya and dropping the ball on economic reform, but the optics of him being great. So these are the two examples I have, but I also know that they're very like loaded and volatile. So I'm not married to us going there, but I am disappointed in like how shallow a lot of our society seems to be in falling for the optics shtick. Well, how do we how do we encourage each other to go deeper? I feel that's like, where I, that's where I'm sitting with this. Well, so the optics that I'm seeing and and greenwashing is a big piece of it as well. Is yeah, like well, well, I guess it comes back to education and just not like how do we teach people to dig deeper to do their own research. And I feel like this is another area where identity politics and identitarianism has done us a grave disservice because it, it stomps on the truth of our inherent oneness, right? And our shared humanity and it, it fragments us. And then with these fragments and then these stories that are attached to these fragments of, of bum deals and victimization, then then there's this like sort of um like inauthentic manipulation of the pieces to look a certain way i don't know i feel like i'm like now i'm talking myself into a corner how do we get out of it i guess it's just not believing it going back to like martin luther king the content of a person's character or, or going back to our last show about truth over personality it's, it's weird how overtaken we've been by such shallow fluff I think that last line really captured it for me. It's very strange because we are we are super inundated with so many data points and so much information. So much information. The pace the pace has picked up quite a bit. Even in the last, you know, five or six years, the amount of information that comes right into the palm of our hands or right into our eyeballs, especially if we're not wearing protective eye gear. We are, we are tasked with having to keep up and sort through. And so kind of the knee-jerk reaction, the reaction is to just get a broad understanding surface. And when you go deeper into things, we find, and there's millions, there are millions and millions of people who are opting to go deeper in and see the different layers and are not responding and kind of residing to this surface level understanding of what's happening or just what's being we're being told i mean that, that seems nuts to me like if you told someone in 1920 that uh, uh if you told someone like hey uh you should believe everything that your neighbors are telling you you should believe everything that your the people around you are telling you i feel like the common sense then or at least the skepticism like a healthy skepticism would rise up and say you know, there was almost it was closer to the core of the Americanism where it's like I'm a sovereign being I don't have to just trust blindly what's going on in front of me I am a little it I'm a little bit scrambled eggs on this because I want to see I want to I, I want to create and help move forward a situation where people are questioning and people are doing a pattern interrupt, basically. I'm totally with you. I mean, what popped into mind when you asked, and I, again, like, 
feel free to steer me out of politics. It happens to be in the zeitgeist right now, and I'm not yep. married to it. But my thought was, have you ever gone to traffic school online? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So, so online traffic school, you go through the lessons, and then after each lesson, you take a quiz to, to prove that you were paying attention and you learned something. I feel like that would be a really great system for voting. Because so much. How, how would that look? Well, it would look like you're not allowed to vote on these issues or for these offices until you take a quiz that indicates that you have some sort of rounded knowledge. Now, it would be who creates the quiz and who creates the education system because that's kind of, you know, one of the main issues we're dealing with now is this infiltration through our curriculum, which has created brainwashing at such a young level. But assuming that we had good faith players, right, who had the greatest good in mind and the true democratic process to create a quiz. And once you, you know, when you went to vote, if there was some sort of, you know, proof or code or something you know i i prefer for things not to be digitized but also maybe that's does seem to be the way we're going that would indicate oh, okay this person has actually passed the quiz on the judges in their state they have indicated that they understand their record and where they stand on certain things and the decisions they've made in the past so therefore they are qualified to vote i feel like that would be a way to get us beyond optics and back to education and and like actual, you know, again, I don't want to keep this in the realm of politics, but so much of politics is about, you know, like style or sass or melanin or the extra X chromosome or whatever versus like policy and vision and and record and bills that they've written in the past, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like that would be in terms of solutions that would help like lift us out of the optics game, at least in this one realm. I think that we used to have something called civics class in school that was at least telling us how government worked or how, the, how it worked together with the checks and balances it doesn't actually I, I don't remember really learning about the fourth uh the the fourth house is that what it's called the fourth house the well, fourth branch it's not it's not a it wasn't never like official but I, that's right, what but I it's, taught in it's school. very relevant at this moment right so super yeah so i feel like that that so when i'm when i'm hearing you say you want to you want us to have a test i've thought about this as well, I, I, I resonate with the idea of having to almost qualify to vote, or maybe a qualified vote has more, has more voting power. I think you Something actually like need to be qualified to vote because it, it's, it's very dangerous for the Republic for people to be, pick I mean, I've heard so many people come out and say, oh, if I'd known that Joe Biden was for lockdowns, like Naomi Wolf is one, I wouldn't have voted for him. And it's like, dumbass, he said How did you it. not know that? Right, he yeah. said it. So obviously when you voted him, for him, you weren't educated. So that's on, that's on her. But I feel like we all need to educate ourselves. Absolutely. And also, I do think we need to have a basic civics quiz and to sign on to certain things like 
to sign on to the democratic process because then we wouldn't have what we have now where you have half the country thinking that there's been a winner declared where if that half of the country understood civics they would understand that it hasn't been decided <laughs> it'd be it'd be cool if we gamified it yeah and I, and I think that we are moving to a very digital arena yeah, yeah there are lots of problems with digit with with the with big tech but the technology itself is not the problem you know it's how we inter it's how we you utilize it or not we but how they utilize it right and if there was some type of gamification where throughout life you log into your portal and you can take tests to give you to give yourself because there's basic rights that everyone has right but like driving for example so if you want to drive then you take a test and then you get a bonus you get other levels you get to advance in different levels of of society you know and it's almost like it would be a taking the schooling system and like degrees that you would that you would get and making them much more like smaller goals much smaller incremental and you would have almost like a sash with different badges totally. for the for the things that you had uh, they yeah, become proficient in. And then that would also be a great way for people to understand, like, I need a pool of expertise. I need to look through a pool of expertise for someone to help me do this. Like, oh, these are all the people that have, have done this. Can we put this together real quick? Uh, okay, I love this idea because another thing that popped in while you were talking about this was marriage, right? So yay, I've got us out of the, the viper pit of politics. And like I know in the Jewish tradition, a lot of rabbis require the couple that he or she is going to marry to have certain, you know, they have a certain number of meat. I mean, you're married, so you know more about this than I do. But if you think of like the, the marriage industri industrial complex and how that fuels the divorce industrial complex and how that whole thing is just like a giant sham of money making for the powers that were, not to mention the, you know, hundreds of bridal magazines and all of that bullshit. So that's all the optics of marriage, right? But you have so many children, I'm gonna say primarily girls, but maybe men as well, like dreaming into and craving for themselves because of the optics of the wedding, but having nothing to do with the real meat of marriage or conscious relationship or creating legacy for your family. So that would be another one, and I've had this thought for a long time, that I don't think anyone should just be allowed to get married on a whim. Let's pass a few tests to indicate that you understand the responsibility that you're stepping into, the, the largesse of the commitment that you're making, your, your knowingness of your partner. Like, I, and I'm not one to, to want requirements or things to be certified. It doesn't really line up with my worldview. And I feel like that's another realm where educating and, and having quizzes to indicate that we understand what we're stepping into would serve humanity better than the shit show that we have today in terms of the marriage industrial complex. I mean, it definitely, it, it triggers my, my libertarian. It triggers my, I don't want someone telling me what I can and cannot do. However, maybe it's not a can or cannot do. Maybe it's um, with the test, there's other things. Maybe you don't get the tax benefits 
of being married. But if, that's the thing, because I, I have the libertarian thing as well, but these are people who want to be in the system. If you're choosing to get married, then you're choosing to have your couplehood ratified by the system, and you're choosing to get benefits from the system. So as a libertarian leaning person myself, I feel like, well, if you want to take from the system, then you have to prove that you're worthy of the system giving to you. That would be and a strong system. A, and that you're not going to be a drain on it, right? That it's not just take, take, take. That would build for a very strong, autonomous, that, that would be a thriving system because it would require responsibility. Right. Hmm, I like this. <laughs> I like how optics has arrived. We have developed a new gamified economy, a gamified government system where we have rights, we have basic rights, and then we have tier, tier A, B, C, D rights. We have the understanding that people that want to participate and receive from the system, and also the option for people that say, fuck that, I don't want, I don't want that. I'm still, I still have my rights. I still get to do the things that I want to do. Okay, I just thought of another segment of society where our, this new system that you and I created is so awesome. Healthcare. How many, how many times have we seen walking down the street, I'll just speak for myself, a fat person or someone smoking or someone drinking a Coca-Cola and, and a mask or like carrying a Coca-Cola and a mask. So it's like, you don't tell me that you're attuned to health with all these other pieces. And I'm speaking in broad strokes here. I acknowledge that. But in terms of health care, like if we're going to sign on to, to be given the benefit of healthcare, then I think we need to indicate a certain level of self-responsibility and understanding of what healthy behaviors are. So if I'm going to ask the state to take care of my teeth, then I'm going to understand how important it is to floss. And I'm going to indicate that I understand how dangerous, you know, sugar is or, or these sodas, or, or, or just like basics of, of self-responsible health maintenance before I'm going to go and demand that the state take care of my health. Or maybe it's just, you know, it's a spectrum where it's like, if I've passed these understandings, if I have acquired these certifications, and I, I'm also not a big fan of certification, but, you know, if I have passed these levels in the game, then my health insurance insurance maybe is way lower. Maybe I've earned my way of getting much lower health insurance because I'm taking responsibility in that way. Okay, DK, I think this is going to require an in-depth planning sesh, a whiteboard, um, a lot of different colors of markers. Yeah. And I do actually, I, I know a guy who really specializes in this, in uh, gamification and taking the logic and the way that the mind works in a video game and transferring it over into companies. I think he might be a fun partner in this venture. I love this. <laughs> Anyone else who's listening who wants to join in, please contact us. I want to just put a little shout out. This is better than Unity 2020. This is better than the Unity thing. <laughs> Unity if you 20 felt like that was good. If you felt like that was good, come on down. We got a whole nether shebang. Okay. I want to get into how that might affect also um, the efficacy and the responsibilities of different offices. 
I love this project so much. I feel like whoever wins the office of the presidency would be wise to bring us in as consultants for this very important restructuring up leveling. And I feel like this little um, extemporaneous visioning has me understanding that the solution to optics is knowledge and education. And we wouldn't be, we wouldn't fall for the optics so easily. Like just take Tesla, right? That's, that's more benign. Like we wouldn't fall for it so easily if we did our research. I feel like there has to be a piece. It's like, I'm kind of inviting research to be folded into to requirements. Although again, I don't want to, I don't want to require things of anyone, right? Like you should be able to buy cancel clear. I want people to be able to buy whatever car they want to buy, but I don't want them going like having some warped idea of how kind they're being to the environment because they haven't actually done their research or due diligence. There's this like required education piece that I feel myself kind of speaking around. I, I feel I, I, I resonate with what you're saying. I, I really do think that there's there's a need for this and I'm going to say need and I'm going to, I'm going to stand with, with that. There's a need for this and the jumping into it from where we are today and now, and then to arrive at that, at that, you know, it's like we're getting off of one train and we're going across the platform and everything on this other train, the, the getting out of the train and across the platform, that is where my mind is going to have to masturbate for a little while. I'm really going to have to turn some some inspiration gears here. Right. Well, I feel like one it's the upside of the current controlled demolition and like thank you globalist psychopaths for tearing it all down because it's going to make it so much easier when we get to step in for the rebuild. And then I'm also considering Phil Good's latest video where we're being called to traverse these underground inner earth tunnels to emerge into a new timeline. And my sense is that it's in the new timeline where you and I will be consulting on this awesome, like healthier, more educated, more resourced restructuring of how our free market capitalist free society is going to it's such a brilliant and fun project because it is almost endless in the amount in the different categories and places. I mean, I just went into history and I mean, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot here. Okay. So lesson here, episode 30 topic is optics. The lesson here is investigate the optics and gold treasure, treasure, it's like uh, see through the optics. Your mind is more valuable than that. Treasure yourself. You are a temple. Be there, right? Do not stop at the optics. Don't stop at the optics. The optics is just the door. You can't say that you went in somewhere if you're only looking at the door. I like that. That was great. Great, great visual. Conscious awesome. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Well, I, I feel like we could maybe button this up and um, kind of leave on a high note because I'm, I'm really inspired. I am too. I, I, feel, 
I feel like we're good for now. And I invite our awesome, quickly expanding, conscious, awesome audience to share your experience of optics and to also share your ideas for where we can implement, where we are implementing our conscious, awesome upgrade to our whole global culture. Yes to what you just said. It froze for me, but I could feel that it was an important thing. Awesome. I got, I, I came back in on culture and I was like, there you go. Even though Terrence McKenna says that culture is, uh, uh, is the enemy, or not, I'm paraphrasing. Culture is not your friend. But culture could be your friend. We're, I feel could like be. part of our task is to help make culture our friend. Join us for a psychedelic forum in 20 minutes. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Okay. Fun to drop in with you. Thank you, DK. Indeed. I, um, I wish you the best, everyone. Eat some yummy chocolate. Find some yes cacao in your nearest mouth. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to give it a like to share it with your nearest and dearest. And remember to subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss a single episode of your very favorite podcast, Word Up with Danny Katz. We'll see you soon, tribe. <laughs>